this is the messy back end, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your hosts of The Messy Back End, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today because as motivational speaker Tony Gaskins once said, if you don't build your dream, someone will hire you to help build theirs. That's right. And later on, we're going to be talking with Jason Swank, who is the agency advisor and mentor that guides marketing agencies through a proven framework for growing their agencies faster. Jason has literally written the book for growing an agency from nothing to an eight-figure agency. And this guy, his back end is so clean. When we asked him, tell us one thing, make us feel good, he had nothing to say. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. He's a, he's a very brilliant guy. Uh, and during our podcast today, you'll hear from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. And then our experts will help them by sharing their experience, expertise, and the co- tools they suggest to get it all cleaned up. And if you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like the advice from our experts, we want to hear from you. So give us a call at 801 810 6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Now let me introduce you to our freaking awesome panel this week. We have Paul Sokol, Homo sapien, automation Jedi, music fanatic, marketing nerd, cat dad, metalhead. Roger Copenhaver, sales coach, trainer, trainer, consultant, and founder of Connect Utah. Be sure to find out more about our panel and experts plus get the free stuff they're giving away on our site at themessybackend.com. And a big thank you to our anonymous entrepreneur who submitted their question today. Our expert panelists, Paul Sokol and Roger Copenhaver, and our guest expert, Jason Swank, the real expert when it comes to building marketing or digital marketing agencies. Thank you all for your time and expertise and helping us clean up messy backends all over the world. Are you ready to put your business on autopilot and actually live your life? We simply offer the best strategies and solutions anywhere online at Lock and Load Marketing. Development, design, and marketing solutions to keep your business on target. Come conquer life's challenges with laughter with our very own Nate Tucker, founder of laughingwithnate.com. Funny guy, photographer, digital marketer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, animal lover, and most importantly, pizza connoisseur. Visit laughingwithnate.com. Before the show, our panelists are given a detailed description of our entrepreneur listeners' biggest messes. In this segment, we like to call the E-mess. They will each share their best idea, strategy, or tool for success. The entrepreneurs who submitted the messes will then choose the advice like they like the best and that they feel is the best solution for their situation. Then in 30 days, we invite them back to hear how the solutions affected their businesses. Listeners can find out more about this episode by visiting themessybackend.com slash EP11. And if you would like to send in your messy situation, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. And now on to our expert panel for their expert advice. 
Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Okay, panel. We have an anonymous question submitted today from an entrepreneur whose business is growing. They actually help businesses get automated so they know all about the messy backend since that's what they help entrepreneurs with. His struggle right now is how to move to the next level where he's not doing this all alone. Two questions here are what do you do when you can't afford to hire and you can't afford not to hire? And then how do I get ready to hire? This is a really, yeah, this is a really tough question for a lot of businesses when you're in that place where you can't move forward without doing it, but you can't move forward because you can't afford it or from other logistical regions. So Nate, you said you had some advice about this and then let's go with Roger and Paul and see what they have to say as well. Well, I, I feel like so many people, when we're growing and we're creating that, that next step where we're bringing somebody else on, uh, so many of us try to do one of like two things. And I think those are the roadblocks that we, we set for ourselves. One, we try to find somebody who is identical to ourselves. We want to make a clone of ourselves and we say, well, if they're the clone, they can do everything that I want. When in reality, we all know that nobody knows, is going to be exactly the same as us. So what we need to actually do is make sure our vision is the same, you know, make sure that our goals for the business are the same and those are aligned. And if they're aligned, we can say, okay, you know, Sheila has amazing organizational skills, me, not so much. So we can come together and we can align our vision to then go to that end goal together. And I think that is something that's super, you know, important. Um, I think the second thing that so many business entrepreneurs make the mistake of is also thinking like the whole I can't afford it to but I can't afford to not afford it type of thing a lot of people don't realize it's like well once we bring in a second person to focus on all these things that you don't have the skills for it's not your strengths you could then save all of that time that you're spending uh, onto your skills and your strengths those real like money making aspects of it um, and if you kind of do the math it ends up being like, well, duh, if I can make the most amount of money doing A, B, and C, well, my partner over here does D, E, F, and through Z, and all the numbers and the, you know, ampersand and all of that stuff, whereas I just focus on the A, B, and C, where that's the true money making, um, you can kind of just be like, oh, and then you'll see so much more money start flowing in. So that's kind of my little bit of advice there. That's great advice. I never actually thought about the because I do, I have actually, you know, have you seen that, that movie Duplicity with yes. Andy McDowell? <laughs> I love that movie, but I, you know, I do want to duplicate myself because how much easier would it be if someone had my brain and everything? But if you find someone with the same vision, they'll have the same passion and the same drive. That's a really good advice, Nate. I love that. And then you're right. When you bring someone on, you're going to be making more money so you can afford to pay them too, because you're going to be able to do that. So that's great advice. Roger, I know you're like, you are build huge, big sales teams and work with a lot of people. What is your advice um, for anonymous entrepreneur here? Yeah. So Mr. Anonymous or Mrs. Anonymous. um, So solopreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, this, like Sheila said, like Nate said, it's one of the biggest um, steps you take, right? From going from doing it all yourself, wearing 15 hats to the next level. I look at most of the time when somebody wants to grow, they, they, they want to grow their sales. Um, and I think a lot of solopreneurs and business people, they, they think about the top line of business. They want top line revenue. The first thing I would do is take a step back, take a look at where your, your, your prices are set. 
where your margins are currently. If your margins are skinny, well, first of all, you're going to be able to live on a certain amount of money, right? And a certain amount of, of, of revenue and a certain amount of income that you're pulling from the business. But take a look at where your prices are. If your programs are priced too low and your margins are too skinny, it's no wonder you're probably trying to grow your business because you need more, need more. I'd say take a step back, take a look at where you are compared to your competitors, and then really do a deep dive into your own margins and determine if you can increase your margins. A lot of people don't want to let go of existing customers because they're your bread and butter, but sometimes our existing customers are those we need to fire. Um, you know, if it's been three years since you had a rate increase to your existing customer, if that's a type of service this is, it's time to look at a rate increase and, and get more in line and bring them more in line with where you need to be with your top line revenue and also your margins. So maybe you don't need to grow right now and maybe you just need to stay doing what you're doing. If you need to grow, yeah, hiring a sales team, that's a whole different set um, of uh, questions and answers. But uh, it's similar to what Nate was saying, I wouldn't try to hire everybody that's like you. Look at their strengths and what they're good at and uh, complement your business with a diverse set of, of background and thoughts and experience and really um, drill down on not so much how the job fits them, but how they fit the job. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that is really, really good advice, Roger. Really brilliant advice. I absolutely, oh, this is a good episode, you guys. Man, all of you listening, this, these are things that you've got to take. I hope our anonymous entrepreneur is listening and they feel brave enough to call back in and tell us um, how, how they're using these ideas. This is great. Paul, I would love to hear from you what your thoughts are on this, um, on what do you do in this situation and how do you get ready for it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge. It is kind of a catch-22 where you need to grow, but you feel like you, you can't grow. So uh, I think that one of the best ways is to, like Roger said, take a step back and look at, look at your actual business. Any business, no matter what it does, is, is, can be boiled down to seven functions. You have, you have your offer development, you know, research and development, right? And then those offers are received through the customer journey, which is the marketing, sales, and fulfillment. And then, of course, there's the operational layer to deliver that and the people layer beneath that, which are the operations. And then at the bottom is the finance, which pays everything. So what you want to do when you're growing is figure out which parts of your business, like which of those seven parts do you need help with? You know, like Roger said, do you need help with sales or do you need help with fulfillment? Because you can sell a lot. I know at my agency, like I could sell all day but I don't necessarily have the bandwidth to deliver on those services. So you want to look and see what part of your business actually needs to grow and needs another person. And then once you figure that out, uh, you need to develop an audition for that. Um, the idea of interviewing and, and hiring is really kind of an old school kind of thing, especially if you're, you know, the, the synonymous entrepreneur don't know what they do, but there's probably some kind of specialized skill set. So what you want to do is you actually need to intentionally sit down and design an audition for people to actually have them prove and demonstrate they have the skills rather than, you know, just talk. Because anybody can talk and make themselves sound good in an interview and then they get there on day one and like they didn't even have basic competency. You know, so if you were looking for like an operations or an, e an EA person, the audition is like, okay, you know, one part of it is great. Send me a screenshot of your inbox every morning at 9 a.m. for a week. I want to see how organized you are. Um, you know, just as an example, um, 
and That's a great example. <laughs> and oh yeah, no, yeah, you got to audition these people. It just like you know, for for a movie or something, they have to demonstrate they can actually do the thing, and so it's more of an interactive interview. And then the question you were saying that the entrepreneur actually helps the business that they help businesses get automated themselves. And so um, in that case, you can actually develop an automated hiring pipeline. So uh, in addition to, you know, this kind of, you can design the autumn, the audition experience. So maybe people have to, you know, submit a resume and then confirm their email address and then answer a couple of questions. And then they qualify to actually audition for you. I know something that, uh, Blitzmetrics does, which is an agency I work with, is they actually have keywords for each job listing that they do. So if you want to be a video editor, you must use the word like porcupine in the subject line of your email or something. <laughs> and you know what happens to people who don't use that in their subject line? They are not even considered because they clearly can't even pay attention to basic instructions. So um, don't go rushing into hiring people. It's actually a benefit to sit back and develop that people asset of the hiring journey um, because all businesses have the hiring journey, the actual employee journey of what they do, and then the, the firing of the offboarding journey, the hiring, the inspiring, the firing. So when you're ready to grow your business, that's when it's time to actually design your hiring experience. Right. So don't just be glib and do it. Go ahead and really sit down and think, what are the skills I need? How can I have somebody prove to me that they have these skills? Almost kind of like you know a blind you know uh, you know research study or something where you're telling them to do one thing but you're actually monitoring a completely different set of behaviors just to see how they how they react to it. Um, and I guess well, that's my sense on that. Yep. Well, I love that you guys. This this advice is really top notch. Make sure you have someone who is, has your vision. Check your prices. Are you? pricing it right because maybe you just need to increase your prices then you know you'll have more revenue to be able to hire someone and make sure you're testing them and making sure they can do what they can do um, i would throw my last two cents of advice in for this situation is to find an intern to work for you um, interns they want to learn they have the vision they don't cost anything because you can do a trade with them for uh training for education, for clients, and a lot of different things before you bring them on board. So excellent, excellent advice, you guys. I really appreciate it. Nate, Roger, and uh, Paul, your expert advice has been spot on today. We appreciate you sharing your time and knowledge with us. We look forward to hearing back from the entrepreneur on how things went using this advice. And if you, yes, you, the one listening right now, felt inspired to take our panelists' advice in your business, and then you would like to share with us suggestions uh, that you use, please let us know about your progress. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results of the suggestions. You know, we want to make sure that our advice and what we're providing is helpful and useful to you because this allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but the execution of the suggestions provided as well. You know, people ask us all the time how they can get their podcast up and going. What we tell them is use the platform that we use, podserve.fm. They do all the work to get your podcast up on Apple Podcasts as well as other major podcast networks. After that, they also promote it and they make sure that it's seen by thousands of people. Check out their easy four-step process at podserve.fm slash messy today.
One of the biggest software issues that many online businesses have is their shopping cart. What a messy backend that can be. Imagine if your payments weren't going through or if they weren't connecting and your products weren't going out. Well, head on over to themessybackend.com slash cart for more details about Thrivecart. That's the cart we use. And it is the number one software cart that grows your income from existing traffic and, believe me, it pays for itself many times over with the high converting checkout pages, upsells and affiliates, easy to set up coupons, beautiful checkout pages. I mean, you guys, they have it all. There's a video over there for you that shows you how simple it is to use. Head on over to themessybackend.com slash cart and get the messy back end of your shopping cart cleaned up. Welcome back to the messy back end. We are here today with Jason Swank. He is one of the most sought out advisors to agencies in the world by showing them an eight system framework that worked for growing his agency, working with brands like AT&T, Hitachi, Lotus Cars, and eventually led to selling his agency. He currently hosts two shows, Smart Agency Masterclass podcast and Swank Today. Hey, Jason. Thanks so much. I appreciate you joining us for the messy back end. Um, of all people, I know that whenever I talk to you or get an email from you, I'm like, there's no freaking way Jason has a messy back end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the name and thanks for having me on the show. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I, it actually kind of, there's a story about how that came about. It's in episode one, but it's kind of, it's kind of awesome how the, the uh, term came <laughs> about. But um, so what, what we wanted to talk about today actually was triggered by an email that I got from you a couple weeks ago where you were talking about this particular thing on your podcast about the hiring. Um, how do you find those people and you know, vet them and kind of what do you do there? I know there's, there's some things that you've got to be able to do because this, this is a hard one for me. I've, I failed at it. I admit it. Yeah, well, what I found was is before you get to a hiring point, you have to know where the company's going. You have to have the right foundation in place, right? Think of all the you know, obviously I help digital agency owners and, and, and those types of people. And think about those types of people and probably like any other entrepreneur, they're accidental. They knew how to do something cool. Someone offered them money and they're like off to the races. But it took them years, sometimes 20 years to figure out where do they actually want to go and who do we want to be? And if they don't have that clarity, then they can't figure out how do we evaluate who's the best person for my company that can actually make decisions without me right? And then you don't have a messy back end, right? And you want to hire smarter people than you, but you can hire Albert Einstein. But if he doesn't know where you're actually going, like I always use this analogy. Let's say we're on a boat. We're going from New York to London, but you don't tell anybody we're going to London and you're driving. After 10 hours, you're going to be like, I got to take a nap. And your team, every time the boat changes course, they keep waking you up and you keep coming to the wheel and adjusting it like one degree, two degrees. Finally, if you just tell them where you're going, they can make the decision <laughs> and fix it. That right. is so, that's right on, right, Nate? Because we actually just talked about, and I think you're the one who actually said this earlier in the podcast. Oh, I did. I'll, I'll take the credit for that. You should take the <laughs> take credit. credit. Yeah. So like you're right up there with Jason because your answer was. It was pretty much the same thing, actually. I think Jason was eavesdropping on us earlier because yeah you pretty much said what I, what I said I verbatim earlier in the show just yeah aligning your vision aligning the goal I do like that that boat analogy though that's that's a deep one I like it well, a lot of people say it, yeah, like, like you were thinking of it 
but yes. you haven't said it yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, but that's that's perfect. That's the thing that I feel feel like a lot of us struggle with is wanting to hire somebody that is better than us in a lot of areas. And so we feel ashamed to do that. But it's like, no, if anything, you're supposed to hire somebody who's better at you in the areas that you're struggling with. You know, yeah. if you're not great at driving a boat, hire somebody that's better at driving a boat than you. Because your goal is to get to the destination, hire a boat, Captain. Yeah, yeah and you also got to make sure that they have share the similar core values, right. right? Like they believe in something like you. They're not your identical twin. That would be a complete utter nightmare. Yeah. But they have to have core the core values, right? So like when we were growing the agency or when we were growing this business, like it really kind of stemmed from my core values, right? Of like you know think different, um, you know do more with less, you know, celebrate wins, you know, our, our team is our most valuable asset. And then those core values allow you to make better decisions. And it also allows you to be like, all right, is this person a douchebag or is this guy nice? Or like, do we want to hang out with them? That kind of stuff. And then, you know, the, if you can do that, then you're going to just excel. And then, and the other thing I always tell people is, you should be hiring for your weaknesses. Too many people keep trying to work on their weaknesses. And I actually think it's a mistake. You should work on your strengths. It's kind of like if you looked at a Walmart is a good example, right? Their, uh, their strength is low pricing. Their weakness is uh, bad customer service and they pay their people really poorly. And so, but if Walmart fixed their weakness, then uh, they can't have low prices anymore. <laughs> Right. They lose their strength. That makes Very sense. true. Very true. And uh, you, I mean, you think you hit it on the head too. So once you find somebody that has your vision, they don't just have to know you're going to Europe. They have to know that you want to go to Europe on smooth waters with nice drinks and people waiting on you. They have to know all of those core things too, because then they work up to the standard that you're expecting from them. So if you hire people to help you with your weaknesses, then you can get stronger where you are, which is where you're making your money. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and you have to have, I, I, I think the best businesses in the world treat their employees first and they'll go to bat for them over any client. Like I remember if a client kind of was rude to any member of our team, we'd get rid of that client. It didn't matter. It would sting, and we'd have to investigate it all to make sure, right? right? And then we'd be like, oh, yeah, get rid of them. Yeah, right. I mean, I've, I, am, I have about one client a year that I run into that with. I know in the initial call, I'm like, mm, this person's going to be really tough. And then I'm on the fence to it. Do I take them or not? So, you know, you do have to watch that, not just from um, the back end, but from the front end too. Because if you have clients that are affecting your business, I mean, they, they, they'll affect you for a long time and change the value of your business if you're working with people like that. Always trust your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your gut's hardly ever wrong, especially when you go to the buffet and you go up there multiple times. But, you know, like I always would joke with people, I'd be like, look, there's no such thing as a bad client. There's only a bad prospect or a bad process. And you got to kind of figure out which one it is. And most of the time it's a bad prospect. And we're like, Oh, I got to make payroll. Let me take on this guy. Oh, he'll be good. I can change that. I'm like, <laughs> Nope, they're always going to be an a-hole. And you're like, get rid of them. <laughs> totally true. So let's say then that you found some people with your vision and you recognize after spending some time with them that they have your core values and hopefully you have your processes in place. And that's a whole separate episode 
you know, the whole letting them steer the ship, knowing how to drive kind of thing. But how do you then um, get them on board? Like what, what is that step between, you know, full steam ahead and we're boarding the ship? Well, even before they're hired, and especially I did this with my current team right, right now, is when I started realizing I don't want to ever do this one particular role ever again, I would just start recording it. And then I would have someone document it. And then before they were even hired or before their first day, I'd be like, all right, here's the library of all the stuff that you're supposed to be doing. I don't care if you do it just like this or you do it better, but here's, here's, here's a little bit to get you going. But usually on day one, people are, you know, efficient because they've, they've already done the homework of going through this library of stuff that we need from them. And then the other thing too is, is we all have a common goal. So they, they understand the long-term goal and they also understand the why. I think that's also important too, right? Like, so our whole goal is to be the number one resource in the world for agency owners. Now, that's very hard to measure. Like how I told people how we can measure it is if we get at least three emails a day talking about we change people's lives. That's how we're going to measure it. And then the why is to create a resource that we wish we had when we were running our agency. So now my team has the power to make those decisions. And then what we'll do is we'll come up with quarterly goals for the company and we'll break them down in a number of different ways. And then I'll ask the team members to come up with their goals for the quarter. And then, you know, they have those kind of, I guess in the, some of the systems people call them rocks. I don't know. We'll call them goals. I think it's just easier to call them a goal. Why, why call a goal a rock? I don't understand. So but, you can call everything else sand and water, pebbles. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess th that's right. So I don't know. It's a cool little name, I guess. But, you know, then they can come up with their goals. And then I, my whole job as a leader is to help them achieve their goals and to provide resources and, and things that they need um, and make them better. I think there are so many golden nuggets in that little <clears throat> couple minute thing that you said. But um, one of the first things that you said was that you actually record what you do. I'm always telling people to write down every single step. Oh my gosh, so brilliant. Turn on your screen recorder and then send it to your VA. Have them track all of that. That is the smart way to do it because then you know you didn't miss any steps. And they can see better than, sometimes it's easier to watch than to read and then, like you said, they're efficient because they already have exactly what they need. I was just, I was just lazy and a bad writer. So it was just easier <laughs> to create a video. <laughs> Either way that, I mean, I'm like, I'm to me, that was one of the, one of the biggest things that I just picked up on that. What do you think, Nate? What happened? I blacked out Frank to tank moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you gave a, a lot of great stuff there, Jason. One of the things that I love what you're talking about, you know, in, kind of bringing those people on board and bringing that in is kind of start, like you said, the start with why and then help them achieve their goals, you know, figure out their own individual why as well. Um, I think a lot of us forget that when we are an entrepreneur and we, we are so used to wearing so many hats ourselves and trying to juggle all these roles that when we bring on new people, we forget that we now have to be a business owner, but we also have to be a leader. Uh, you know, and we're leading a team and growing a team. I think that's a big thing that sets the solopreneurs apart from the businesses that are able to grow. It's how well you can be a leader to, like you said, you take care of your team, you help them achieve their goals. They're going to take care of you. 
and they're going to say, hey, you know what? Our visions are still aligned. He's still taking care of me. He's still empowering me to do what's right and do what's right for the customer, uh, you know, to get that ship safely across the ocean. Um, when, when you're a good leader like that, you're able to, you know, achieve goals so much better. And then when there are any issues, you know, when, when you, when you are a good leader, they're going to come to you and go, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is how I'm not able to achieve those goals right now. Like you said, you, the way that you guys measure it are three emails a month, you know, a person on the team or whatever, they're only getting one email a month. They can come to you and say, Hey, this is where I'm falling short because we have these measurable, attainable goals, you know, smart goals, Google it, you know, and they, they can come to you and say, Hey, this is where, you know, I'm falling short. And I'm sure that happens. I'm not, I'm not, you could tell me if I'm wrong there with your agency, but I feel like, you know, uh, listeners, he's nodding his head right now. So yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're agree. I agree. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think that what, so we have our vision as the owners of our businesses and we have our purpose and our goals and everything else. But I think another thing that you said, Jason, was to give the people that work for you their own goals and their own um, purpose. Like, what is your purpose for working with me? Because you want them to have their own personal interest in it. And that was what makes them a better team member. Well, they, you know, I, I remember, so when I sold my agency, I remember being the employee on the reverse side. And the worst thing, the biggest thing I worry about now is demotivating the right employee. Like everybody's like, oh, I can motivate my employees. If you have to motivate your employees, you hired the wrong people. Like what you should Amen. be worrying about is demotivating them. And, and if you do that, because I remember like, some, like when they realize you reach a cap, they're demotivated. Like if you're anything like me, like I constantly want to climb the next mountain, do the next right. adventure. And we need to like, for me, like Tony Robbins came out with like the seven traits we all need and we do different weights. Like some of significance, like significance is huge with me. Contribution is another one, right? And so if your employees have that, they want to be able to contribute to feel a sense of worth, you know, in their marketplace. Because if they have worth in their job, now it's not a job. And then you don't have to worry about the work-life balance. It's just blended. Like what we try to do is like when we do like our digital agency experience event, all that kind of cool stuff, like we try to invite, you know, like whole families out there and that kind of stuff. Like why just separate it? Yeah, I love that because, I mean, it is for us, right? Especially as the business owner, it's basically, there's, the line is very blurred between our, like people ask me what my hobbies are and I'm like, um, branding. I, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't have time to read or I quit playing the flute. I have my flute, but that doesn't interest me as much as doing this kind of thing. It's kind of eat, sleep and drink. When you're building air tables in your sleep, you know, you've done one too many air tables that day, but that's kind of how it works out for you. Um, Jason, you are brilliant as always. And I mean, I could literally talk to you all day long. Um, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and time with us today. You are super smart. Definitely. Thanks for having me on the show. And if you guys want to know more, go to swankit, swank.it, and you'll be able to link to the two shows. <laughs> I absolutely love your last name is so cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've been playing with it. Like we'll always do our signs off, have a swank day. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's not the same. Nate and I just don't have that kind of a name. So yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I got lucky. <laughs> well, uh, for our listeners, remember if you're an entrepreneur with a messy back end, 
well, if you have a clean one like Jason, call us. If you have a messy back end and you'd like to have some personalized advice from our experts, please give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or by visiting themessybackend.com forward slash subscribe so that you never miss another episode. And thank you so much to our advertisers, podserve.fm slash messy. They really can help you get your podcast up and going. It's so much easier with podserve.fm slash messy. And Thrivecart, the best shopping cart I personally have ever used, and I have used almost every one of them. So check them out at themessybackend.com slash cart. You will not regret it. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Lock and Load Marketing and Laughing with Nate. Check them out. They can help you. Yeah, it is. It's me and Nate. But definitely, we can help you. We understand the messy back end. We live in it sometimes, and we clean it up. We're here for you. Last but not least, I would like to give a huge shout out and big thank you to my team who makes the Messy Back End podcast possible. Starting with Nate Tucker, my awesome co-host, who helps bring out your inner beauty and vision through coaching, photography, and video at laughingwithnate.com. Max Winham, who helps us with our audio, well, okay, let's face it, he did our audio and video and cleaned up all of our messes. You can find out more about him at maxwinham.design or visit our website, themessybackend.com. Cassandra Bostwick, my beautiful daughter who helps us with our show notes and editing because she's a much better writer than I am. Kendall Whitesides, who does such a great job on our voiceovers for our intro and outro. Now remember, if it tires you out, hire it out at Lock and Load Marketing. We do more than just marketing. We clean up your messy systems and put your business on autopilot to generate the income you're definitely wanting. Wondering what tools we use for our business at The Messy Backend? Visit themessybackend.com slash tools today. Thank you all for your time and expertise in helping us clean up messy backends all over the world. Woo! Well, that's all we have for today's episode of the the the, the messy backend. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention.